this is a key moment to be thinking about what can we create? How do we want to live? How do we want to work? We are so technologically advanced that we don't need to be doing you know, jobs that could be automatic, but that doesn't mean that we need to be obsolescent in society. We need a society that really just cares to human beings, not having to do anything for anybody else, but just doing things for what they want to do, because that's really what our right should be here on Earth, is like, how fucking cool can you get? That's what I want to see, you know, is this a world yeah. where people can ask themselves, how fucking cool can I get? What kind of cool shit can I do? What kind of sh cool shit can I explore? Like, let's be honest, that's what most of us really want to do. And we just, we have to work jobs because that's how the society works, but we don't actually need to be in a society like that anymore. This is Way of the Artist with Brandon Colby Cook and Evan Schulte. Identifying your blocks and demystifying your struggles so that you can claim your own path and make your life a work of art. It's a special day. What can I say? It's a very special day for us. This podcast is the 100th episode of way of the artist so welcome and we have a special guest someone who's appeared many times on the podcast previously kat karpoff or kat schulte if you've heard her on previous podcasts maybe different name different title anyway she's here she's an artist <laughs> she's a healer she is an artist extraordinaire and a coach a mentor one of my best friends evan's wife <laughs> all-around supporter of the show and encourager of life. Welcome, Kat. It's good to have you. Thank you. <laughs> I love that last title, encourager of life. <laughs> Please keep living. <laughs> yeah. <now. laughs> um, yeah, so we're going uh, to talk about how every moment is a key moment. And we have essentially 100 in this podcast, We Are the Artists. And then we had 165 in the podcast we did before, before we rebranded and kind of took a bit of a different direction with the show. So, you know, all in all, but this is the hundredth episode for this way of the artist journey that we've been on. And that's what this is all about. You know, it's your journey. And if you've listened to all the episodes or some of the episodes, we're glad to have you. And we want to just kind of talk about how you know, your journey is made of many moments and some of them you're going to love. Some of them are celebrations. Some of them are highlights and some of them are these low, challenging, harder times. But those moments are key moments, just like the celebrations and they all matter. And how that relates and what that gets into, I guess we'll see. Any thoughts, Evan? Well, I've got some thoughts. Yeah, let's <laughs> hand it over. Yeah, let's hand it over. Yeah, like, I, I love how we got here because, um, you know, like, I think that right now we are, we are in a key moment in the world because people are at their tipping point. You know, we thought that we were at tipping points before, but I am noticing that we are at our tipping point really intensely right now. I'm, I'm, I, people are breaking apart. You know, people are breaking down. People are not in good places. People, honestly, most people shouldn't be working in these conditions with the amount of stress and anxiety. 
And I think a lot of people are going to stop working for a little bit. They're going to need to take a break because of their mental health. And this is something that I've been seeing cropping up for the whole entire year doing what I do. And now it's it's at this point where I'm like, whoa, people are people are really it's it's an extremely key moment right now for people to recognize where they're at. Uh, one thing that we've been saying a lot in, in in our house, and I say it to my clients and in my practice, is is like it's okay to be where you're at, and it's okay if that's not okay right now. Um, and so I always tell people, you know, touch your solar plexus area and just go. It's okay to be where I'm at. And if that's shitty and angry at the world and angry at what's happening and super sad and full of grief, recognize that that's what we're moving together right now. And that's what I mean by like it's a key moment right now because you can either break apart or you can realize that everything that's coming up right now is what we are moving, what we are healing, what we are shifting in this world where it has not been okay for us to be in this. And now we're in an incredibly tight squeezing birth canal as we transform into the next part of our humanity because these have been key years to do that. And it is time for us to actually take the reins of our own personal healing along with the healing of our world, really thinking about what do we want to be doing? Um, how do we want to be doing it? Not just on our own personal levels. Absolutely personal is, is, is always be personal. Think about your own personal life and, and healing first. But also as a humanity, you know, there's so many things that are not aligned with how humans actually are and how consciousness actually functions. And now that we know how consciousness functions in in a in a uh, entangled way and a way that really we want to induce inspiration and excitement and joy in our lives, and we're not in a world where that actually is uh, is a, a, the ability for everybody to do that right now. And and we're in this key time where it's like okay, we need to know, we need to start really thinking about these things, and we need to start acting from a place of how do we ourselves show up in this world so that we can inspire others to hopefully do that. But also, people always talk about personal self-care. You know, there's all this self-care, self-care, self-care. Fucking radical self-care is as much time as you need to put into work. Radical self-care right now is like the equivalent of your job. You need to be doing it so much to actually feel healthy. And that's what people, people think that self-care is a passive thing and it's fucking not. It is an active thing and people need to get on it. You need to take time alone. You need to be journaling. You need to be taking those hot baths. You need to be getting massage and Cairo and, and stuff to do, doing things to your body that create a healthy body. Because if you do not, you will not have a system that supports this ever increasing tension that is in our world this ever-increasing anxiety and depression that because you're not okay nobody's okay and if you don't think that we're about to feel that so intensely together we already do like we just need to really get on it sorry <laughs> i went on a rant there <laughs> this is like what's been going on for me is just like we're not okay and like most of my clients are just not fucking okay and i'm not okay and that's okay <laughs> It's okay to be where we're at, you know? Most of my friends aren't okay. Their children are not okay. And we're only just talking about it now. And self-care can't be passive anymore. It can't be like, oh, maybe I'll get out for a walk today. No, go for that fucking walk. Because if you don't, you're gonna break down or you're gonna yell or you're gonna, or you're gonna have a mental, emotional breakdown so you can't get out of bed. 
so you can't take care of yourself, so that you can't take care of your family, so that you, we can't take care of each other. That's where we're cascading towards. And that's okay, because if we get there, it's because we had to go, so, like, I know how much it takes for me to stop. It literally, it, has, it takes a lot for me to stop. It takes my whole life pretty much breaking apart for me to stop. And uh, I think that we're all kind of like that. But I'm, I'm hopefully encouraging people to get on it. Make self-care an active, non-negotiable in your life now. Have those hot baths every day after work. Take an hour to yourself every single day. I don't care if you've got six kids. You make a, you make a pact with them. Make them take time to themselves, you know. If writing is your medium, do some writing. If, if you just need to scream out loud, then scream. You know, if, you need, if you're a talker or a singer, then sing, then dance, then do these things that actually, if you're a gardener, you know, if you like working with your hands, if you like to build engines or, or hammer things, like just you need to take this time on a regular basis to do this or else you really will not be okay. I hear that. <laughs> I hear that. Well, I, I think that's, I think you're right. I mean, I think that in, in these times, I think it's funny, you know, like people don't take that time, you know, and they, they, it's interesting. I work with a lot of artists. I mean, I have a course and we just, every week we check in with how's everyone doing and what's going on. And it's amazing because, you know, it's, it's a strange thing when the world is kind of like in this challenging place, a lot of people actually go away from the thing that heals them. They go away from their art and their creativity and their expression. And they don't, they don't do the self care because they don't realize how much they're just trying to tough it out. And something that kind of resonated with me was, admitting that you're not okay is such an important part of the healing process and moving through your journey. Like, cause I feel like that's what people do all the time. I think we're all kind of indoctrinated and trained to say, I'm good. I'm good. I'm okay. I'm okay. I'm okay. And it's like, sometimes you just need to stop, take a breath and be like, I'm not okay. And like, let that be okay <laughs> to not be okay. You know, cause we're always trying to hold it together, you know? And, um, I mean, and we're trying to not just hold it together for other people who see us, we're trying to hold it together for us seeing ourselves because we don't like to see ourselves breaking down. And I, I think that a lot of people can relate to that. So I, the, I, that's a really good point. Things, yeah, that's a good point, because you were talking about earlier where before we got on the podcast where we were kind of just talking about like, um, like, for one, I think people don't tough it out, they numb it out. I think that instead of like going into these things, we people are so depleted of energy that they just don't feel like they have the energy to do anything, and so they further decrease their energy by numbing, um, you know, with our, with our TV and our um, weed and our alcohol and all the different ways that we love to numb in this society. Um, but yeah, what you were talking about too is just like, you know, right now can be so challenging because it does feel like this is when our egos are in our lowest places it says this is our lives forever and do you want to do this for the next 30 years because i hope you fucking do <laughs> i just wanted to bring <laughs> let you go on a tangent about that <laughs> well i i love to get into that um about how these moments that are challenging um they do feel like they're gonna last forever and i think that's the hardest part is even though we know things change and we have ample proof to demonstrate and show that 
for some reason you get into a tough moment you just never think it's going to end and that i think is one of the hardest parts about being in a tough moment and right now you know i'm sure a lot of people can relate it just when is this thing going to end when is this going to end you know and it just feels like it's never um. <laughs> yeah we can it seems too big for us yeah and we can easily convince ourselves just like yeah but like because we can look at history you know and and we can look to um not just the events of of you know the history of humanity but you know people who came before us you know we can look at the stories of the people that we admire and we can look at the challenges that they face the things that they overcame and and we can we can find things to relate to but it's i think it's a funny thing that we always kind of we've always find a way to convince ourselves that no but this time it's different like it might look a lot like that situation that happened with this person or this event that happened in the world before but for some reason this time it's different and of course there are differences of course there are differences but there do seem to be patterns you know and um you know our guy alan watts he always says like humanity is under this kind of constant delusion that the that the dark is going to win all the time you know and then it'll just be darkness forever forever and ever and ever and ever um but that's you know in in sort of the what he's proposing in his laws he's like yeah but dark is only dark because of light you know like there's only they they cannot exist like one cannot exist without the other so i think it's i don't know exactly what i'm trying to say here but you know, I think that it's an important thing to to remind ourselves in in times when we are we are massively challenged, when we are having a hard time, when we aren't in the place that we want to be, um, in whatever respect that is in your life. It can be, you know, your position, your career, your relationships, you know, j- or just just how you feel. You know, I think that maybe that's the most important aspect of all of this is really how we feel at the end of the day, because all that's what all of those things ultimately feed into. Right. Our our sense of judgment and feeling about wherever we are right now. Um, but that it is even in those moments in, in where we're challenged that it's an important one. You know, and we might not necessarily understand it. And we were talking about this on one of our podcasts a little while ago about saying thank you, mm-hmm. you know, um, for the hard times, for the challenges. Um, even when we don't necessarily know what we're we're saying thank you to, but just saying thank you to the fact that this is this is something that is for me in some <laughs> some way. Yeah. Yeah, that was that's that was really helpful. Actually, Evan told me about that. Um, I guess that was maybe last week and I just was like, yeah, I'm having a rough one and thank you. Yeah, I guess so. (laughs) I'm going (laughs) to learn. But I like what you said there too, because it's something that, you know, in coaching, like we always talk about is, you know, really focus on how you want to feel, like how you manifest your future doesn't mean about what you're doing or how you're living or how much money you have. It's really comes down to how you feel because you could be, you know, a millionaire, billionaire, but if you feel like shit, then you're not, you're not in the right place because that's not the point. The point actually for you is to feel 
free and open and blissful and exuberant and creative and silly. And these are the kinds of feelings that we want to just be bundled up with, right? We, we basically want our whole life to be like a best friend camping trip. And that's a great goal. We should. We should have that for each individual. And I think that's a, I like that you brought that up because it is something where it's like, yeah, we need to remember how we want to feel and we need to do things that are going to make us feel that way. And, and if we can't right now, if you're in such a low point or place in life where you just honestly, you have no idea how that's ever going to happen, it doesn't even matter because you, I don't need anybody to take action. They just need to know, just start going right, exuberance and blissfulness. And when did I laugh so hard that my stomach almost fell out? And if you're stuck in bed crying all day right now, just remember that you're going to crawl yourself back to that, that it is a just as lofty a goal to just know that my my goal or my my ambition is to crawl myself back into joy crawl my way back to joy and right now maybe it's listening to this podcast and just going fuck yeah and tomorrow maybe it's being like all right I'll put on pants like that's fine I'll do it and maybe the next day it's I'm gonna grab out my canvas or I'm gonna pull out my clay And maybe it's not. And maybe that doesn't happen for another two weeks or two months or two years. And that's okay. I think that sometimes that's something that keeps me the positive. It's like I always tell myself I'm making my way back to you. Like, Mm. because I know the exuberant, fairy, fun person that I want to be and who I am, who I actually am. And sometimes I just feel so far from that that I, I try and remind myself I'm making my way back to you. I'm making my way back to that. I will. Yeah. And visiting, you know, visiting these hard places, you know, they're an important part of humanity. You know, if we don't, if none of us go through a hard time, I mean, we'd just be superficial. We'd just be um, plastic. You know, it's like um, part of these moments are what build humanity and build our depth. And these are the things that are going to bring a lot of richness into those peaks that you want to climb and and end up at and i think also the other thing to remember is like it's easy to get caught in this destination lifestyle where it's like i'll be happy when i get here i'll be happy when this is over i'll be happy when this happens i'll be happy blah 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 Mm -hmm. and it's like that's that's all just a trap because you know i mean if you would have talked to us i don't know 70 episodes ago and said well what's it going to be like at episode 100 (laughs) I did not expect that the world would be in this place. I didn't expect that, you know, um, and people are losing their shit out there. Like people are trying to take it out on other people, you know, cancel culture and all this other bullshit that's going on. It's like, stop trying to make problems outside of yourself and stop trying to get somewhere. You know, these things I think are what numb us out, you know, be with yourself, sit with yourself, be like, I'm not okay. I don't feel good. And instead of taking that out on someone else and trying to, you know, cast your hurt out into the world, you know, just go, I'm hurting and I need to heal. I I think that's like the first step. It's like, um, I'm not an alcoholic, but I've, you know, I've experienced um, some people who are and I've experienced their journey. And one of the biggest things I'll say is like, you got to admit that you have a problem, you know, and I think like, like I'm hurting is the same as I'm an alcoholic. It's like you're you're hurt 
is mastering your life, you know, and it's okay to hurt, but it's a problem when you don't realize that the hurt is causing you to act and behave and feel and do all these things. And you're just dancing around the subject the whole time, you know? Um, and I, I, I actually honestly think, you know, I talk to a lot of writers, I work with a lot of writers and they, one of the questions is like, well, how do I do this? How do I do that? And, and one of my main comments, I just say, you got to bleed on the page. I don't know what that is for you, but I want you to spill blood on the page. That's your real blood. That's, that's the stuff you've lived through. That's the stuff that you feel. I want you to, and that's going to, that's scary, you know, putting your, putting that on the page. Right. But it's like, we got to be able to master the things that we're scared of, the things that hurt us. So they don't master us. And, and that's, that's a big thing. I mean, I honestly, I don't know. I'm not, I'm not going to tell anybody else what to do, but I can tell you this. I crawled out of a fucking depression and that took a lot of work because when I was in a depression, I heard a psychologist say, when you're depressed, you'll never get out of it again. You're depressed for life. And that scared the shit out of me. And I was like, am I, this is my life. This is the way I'm going to be. And I, I hated that comment. That's also a psycho. That's a fucking lie. That's a psycho comment. You know, it's like, you're not stuck there. You can get out. And I am living proof because I developed social anxiety. I couldn't leave my house. I uh, lost all my money. I, you know, I was in a bad, bad place. I was like at the wits end, you know, and I was wondering even why I was alive to get, to go from there to get to here took a lot of work. And I had to admit that I was hurting and I had to start to feel that. And it was so fucking scary to like the, how many tears had to be cried, how many angry yelling matches I had to have, you know, just to get some of this stuff out of me and stop letting it poison me, you know? And I think like right now, you know, with COVID and all this shit, like we got a lot of stuff going on. And if we don't, if we don't deal with it, if we don't admit it, if we're scared of it, I mean, not only are we not going to create, we're not going to live, you know, we're going to just, so I don't know. I mean, we're on the subject. We're going down this road. So that's my Let's, contribution. You know, I, I sorry. Yeah. yeah. Oh, nope, yeah. Like, I, I love the subject. I mean, this is this is what I work with. I work with depression, anxiety and PTSD and uh, uh, coping mechanisms and functioning through that. And it is absolutely uh, it, it's a hole and it is a hole you can crawl out of. And, uh, you know, deep uh, deep chronic depression, something that people have been in for, for years and years and decades and decades, and they've never really known anything else, you can still crawl out of it. You have these moments of reprieve, but I won't talk about that because that's just a, a little bit of a, a, a bit of a mixed bag <laughs> of like, of stuff that isn't maybe within my wheelhouse because I'm not a psychologist. But I will talk about our functioning depression and anxiety that is happening in the world right now which is like through COVID is it's, it's such a massive anxiety that people are having and, and people just really aren't doing well. This is one thing that is making me really upset that people aren't talking about is um, the, the massive mental health problems that have cascaded through our society. Um, you know, if you look up suicides alone in the last year, it's, it's tripled, um, which is horrifying because people are alone and they're isolated and, yeah, and overdoses have, I think, doubled and all these different kinds of things. And and uh, I, I do think that, you know, 
in a public platform, we need to talk about how you start moving out of that, or at least how you function within it. Um, I don't, I can't even imagine what it's like for people who live alone right now, like you live alone right now, but you have work and you have a social life within work a little bit at least, right? I, I can't imagine people who are working from home, who are living alone, and it's just them over and over, right? Those are the people that I really do see uh, having a really hard time. And um, I, yeah, um, the biggest thing is breath. And like what you were talking about is like, how do you how do you crawl back to living, right? Because it's not living when when you're in a monotonous kind of over and over and over again day. It's you're you're not feeling exuberant. So how do you how do you get yourself from that massively depressed space of being in your pajamas and on a couch all day to, you know, those those little things, right? And to me, it's like it can be so little. Um, I'll, I'll admit this. I like I was right there because I'm I'm the same as you. I had a really deep depression, and it it, it lasted a very long time for me. And then I I've had like a little. And then, then, you know, now I just live with depression and anxiety on a regular basis, but it's more like ebbs and flows as opposed to you're just in it now and your whole body hurts and your mind doesn't function and you don't even know that you're fucked up and you're crying every moment of the day. And I was there a couple weeks ago, um, maybe even like just a week ago, but I was there for a good couple of weeks recently and I haven't been in that space. Um for like, like, what, like six years, probably. Like when I had my mental emotional breakdown, that's when I have been as bad as I was in the last couple of weeks. And in that, I couldn't even recognize it until I got clarity of moving out of it, which means that right now, if you're in it, you don't even know how deep you're in it. You don't know how it's affecting your life on every single level. You don't know that it's, going to stop Mm -hmm. right like there was this whole like I just was in panic attacks and sadness and crying and and just body aches and and just not mentally well and I always know that I'm not mentally well when I when it comes to my work because I, I do you know I'm I do coaching but I also do massage therapy and in my space if it's in there then I should not be in there is kind of my thing um and it was it was showing up in the room with me and I just was like this is totally not okay I don't know where I'm going with this but just like I guess what the question is especially like when people are in this place because they are and you have a lot of listeners so you can know that a percentage of these people are going to be those people who are really deep in it right now and and my thing is always like grab a glass of water take three deep breaths and remember to think about what you love. What do you love doing? Just think about it. Just think. And just put yourself in your favorite day or your favorite thing to do in your mind. And if that's all you can do, just do it. And do it relentlessly until your breathing is slow. Until your body releases on the, that out breath. And until, you know, if, if you go into sobs and crying and grief of whatever's going on for you until that passes through and then your body relaxes again. And that's literally one of the best things that you can do just to get a little bit over that hump. And yeah, definitely drink water because most people aren't drinking water. And, and <laughs> of course, like check with your doctor if you shouldn't be drinking water. Well, on the practical <laughs> side of things. 
Well, my goodness, what a 100th episode uh, conversation to be uh, diving down into Dante's Inferno. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Went right in. Went right in. But you know what? Maybe that's maybe that's where it needs to go. I, that's something that I've been learning <clears throat> with the journey, you know, is that, you know, it just, you know, this way of the artist, but it's like the philosophy of taking your life like an artist and it's and looking at it from that creative point of view. And it's like, you don't know how necessary some of these stages are, you know, it's like in hindsight, a lot of this stuff makes sense and you can see what you learned and you can see what you grew, you know, how you evolved. Right. But when you're in it, you don't always know. And, you know, and sometimes I forget, you know, I forget that like, I, I don't know, like when you move through something really hard, my, my experience is that when you move through it while you're in it, it's terrible. It's the worst thing. It's your greatest fears. Sometimes it's, it's just horrible, 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 horrible. I don't know how to even express it any more than that. But when you get through it and you look back on it, it doesn't, it's not as bad. And that's the, that's the growth, you know, that's the evolution, right? It's like, and, and it's like, I really have always believed in this, you know, you can have a victim mindset or a champion mindset. And I know that's an oversimplification, but when you're in their shit, you're often, it's easy to take the victim standpoint. But if you stepped into the champion role, the, the guy or the girl or the person who's gonna get through this thing, right? You're, you're gonna champion this. You're gonna, you're gonna make it through. You're, you're, you're gonna survive it that person on the other side is is powerful and the person who's in it isn't powerful but you're becoming that powerful person and that's the thing that i try to remind myself of and you know it's like these moments sometimes they seem like they're not they're going to last forever but it's like yeah but this is you taking a beating working it out you know fighting through this and you're going to be a champion on the other side of this and and you just got to keep your mind focused on that you know, you got to keep your mind focused on that you are, you are designed to be better than this. You are designed to be able to handle this. I know? like to sometimes think of it as like you are better than this. Like that exuberant champion that you see, that as actually who you are. And like, it's more like you're trying to reintegrate with that person. You're bringing them point. closer. Like that's how I personally see it. It's just I like, like and yeah, like, and that's another like way of seeing, seeing, like, I'm making my way back to you. You see yourself as your highest self, which is just like that champion, that person that you know can get through anything. And that person who's probably shown up, or at least when someone has asked you since you were like four seconds old, like, how do you see yourself in five years? Or how do you see your future? You know, because our generation gets that, like, fucking you're born and you're like, what are you going to be? Ah! and you say it because you can already talk i guess at four days old but like yeah it's just this it's this thing of just like because i always like to come from a very spiritual esoteric space which is like how do i want to feel and then what does that kind of that feeling turn into a picture in my mind of who i am and that like exuberant person is who you are and that's who you want to be continually moving towards because that is who you are. It's it's not it's about this the whole journey 
is about just integrating with that being. I love that. That makes me, uh, it reminds me of something that you said some time ago, Brandon, you're sharing, you know, an experience that you had, a challenging experience that you had had over a period of time. And, uh, and you said something like, he's like, but he's like, at the end of it all, I, I was able to hear myself better. Mm. I was able to listen to myself better. And then I remember saying like, well, then it was worth it. Yeah, I remember that. Right? Like it was just, you know, sometimes we go through a lot of shit, you know, and we walk away with getting into into touch with ourselves in a way that we've never been before. We come to know ourselves in a way that we never knew ourselves. And you can't put a you can't put any kind of a price on that. You know, it's a, it's a very hard thing to, to try and quantify that in some in some rational terms, you know, like once you can once you can put aside all of our ideas about where we're supposed to be, what we're supposed to be doing, uh, the expectations that others have on us and the expectations that we have on ourselves and so on. When we can kind of go quiet with those thoughts for a little while and we can recognize the things that we've been through, it's easy to see. It's like, well, what else can life really be about if not for learning and growing and and coming to that place where we come to know ourselves better, when we come to be more of who we actually are than we were before? And it's the challenges that that probably more than than the the times that are kind of easy and and um you know kind of blissful that 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 show us that that lesson more than anything not that you know love and joy and bliss don't teach us like they're tremendous teachers um but i don't know i think that there's more often than not we learn from from the struggles than than we do from when there's no challenge or resistance whatsoever yeah well struggle struggle is necessary you know and i think we've talked about this a lot on the podcast it's you know like why do people go hiking you know they don't just go like i'm gonna go walk downhill (laughs) that's not what people do they they climb mountains you know we 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 do things that are challenging right like and and there's something about that that's that's invigorating um you know, there's this time, and this was years ago, years, years, but we were all hanging out, the three of us and um, Kai Morph, who was on the podcast, and then a few other people. And we we're this is when I was kind of in the thick of it. And but people didn't really know, but I, I had a good mask on. But uh, I remember as we were walking out of the beach or something, and we we're gonna go do something. And uh, one of the um, one of the people there, I think that's my cat. <laughs> banging around anyway um one of the people there said we were talking about these hard things that um you know i'd experienced in life and they had experienced stuff jesus man cut it out (laughs) dad trying to record here dad dad (laughs) um so uh yeah i know exactly (laughs) it's like a little furry child yeah um so 
anyway, this person said to me, I don't remember who, who it was, but they said, and it was profound for me at the moment, but they said, you know, what if you, as a spirit, chose this life with those parents and for these things to happen to you, just so you could learn something? How would that make you think about all the events that occurred? And that blew my mind. Mm. <laughs> I remember just being like, holy shit, like, what if, what if that's it? What if I actually chose this life to have these challenges, to go through these experiences? Because really, I'm on some kind of spiritual journey, and this is all just an intention to learn some profound lessons in this lifetime. I mean, how might you look at this stuff as things you chose that are actually serving you? Totally. There's there's the reverse of this too, right? Like you were talking about, you know, if we didn't have struggle, it'd be boring. And it's it's like if you look at, say, you know, a higher self kind of fourth dimensional, fifth dimensional, sixth dimensional, where you don't have pain, you don't have suffering, you're basically like, you know, floating energy that can create things out of your thin air, you know, just you're, you're like, I don't know, like a cactus and you just a cactus appears and you're like sweet and then you're like beer <laughs> and then like you know whatever you want cats like just have a bunch of cats around you and you're like this is cool right but think about just having and getting everything and everything being easy and you're floating and you're just chilling out and you're just like drinking and being merry and eating and like with your other soul family or whatever and then you think about that, you're like, yeah, like, I totally want that. Like, that's what ascension is, or that's what waking up is, is like, we're all this beautiful kind of like, easy flowing stuff. And then you think about, well, well, what if that happens for a week? Or what if that happens for years and years? And then what if that happens for hundreds of thousands of years? That's when you get bored, and you look at Earth, and you go, let's get some drama in this bitch. <laughs> Right. And that's when, like, you know, the soul goes, I mean, I don't think this is what the soul, we weren't all just like gods in the heavens being like, I'm just fucking bored. I think it's just very, I'm, we have no idea what the, that even means. <laughs> oh, what a baby. Um, yeah. But like, you know, so we're just like, okay, so if we think about we're, we're reincarnating, right, or we're coming into this earth and we're going to choose these parents and this life, you know, to, to learn these lessons. Like, I totally agree with that. But I don't know where I was going with that, but yeah, I told that's my, that's in my belief system already, is that I, we choose this life to to learn lessons. But I I also believe that we choose this life to heal each other. I think yeah. I mean I I think regardless of if it's actually the way it is or not. I mean, I think thought experiments. I think about considering these ideas is so helpful, and I think that's a creative, that's an artist you know, kind of position where you mm -hmm. go, what if? <laughs> um, yeah, what if, what if it's like this and you entertain a thought just for the sake of it, you know, to see how you could feel if that was how it worked, not to say that that is how it works, but even just to consider it. And, you know, I had a philosophy teacher and it was one of my favorite, I forget his name, but he was one of my favorites, actually my favorite of all the philosophy teachers, but we were talking about, I was at a time in my life where I was really searching a lot of spirituality and I was trying to figure out religion and God and what I believe. And my parents were divorced and a lot of things had kind of gone not as I expected, you know? And um, I remember him saying, and this wasn't just to me, this was just to the whole class. He said, well, you know, if believing in God makes your life better, then believe in God. You know what I mean? Like, because that's the point like at the end of the day it's about making your life experience something great so even if 
believing in God is a creative exercise that isn't real. And even if, if it makes you feel, I'm not saying it isn't, I'm just saying that every idea, every concept, every thought we have, you know, it's like entertain it. You don't like it. You don't have to, you don't have to play in that world, but that's the great thing about being a creative person. You can accept the fact that, well, there's many different options, you know, you're not what you decide to make your life experience in many ways is what your life experience is, you know? So I don't know, maybe that's a little bit off topic, but I feel like, you know, giving people a tool to help deal with these crazy times is sometimes a good thing. <laughs> I agree though. Do what you need to do. Like as long as, as you're like, it's like in, you know, we're all actors. We, you know, we met in, in acting studios and in different places, but it's like, you know, for me, all the good teachers would say, like, um, don't hurt yourself, don't hurt others, and don't break my shit. Right? Like, that's that's the, like that's how we should see sort of beliefs, too. It's just like, don't hurt yourself, don't hurt others, and don't break my shit. <laughs> you know? Like, as long as you're doing that, believe in God, believe in your left toe. I don't give a fuck. Like, <laughs> and especially if it's making you feel better. If it's making you more joyful, if it's making you feel more inspired, then go for it. Like, really, yeah. I don't I don't understand how we judge this. And I also am a big believer in what we're judging outwards is what we're judging inwards, right? So we, talk, we were talking about being this, I don't know, I'm not a huge fan of this whole woke movement. I'm, I'm a fan of being awake. I'm a fan of understanding injustice. I'm a fan of... Um, understanding uh, bettering ourselves as a sole person but this whole woke shit which is just like everything should be canceled or cancel culture does this and cancel culture does that but we're not gonna you know like uh, I don't, I'm not gonna get into any specifics so it'll just make me mad um, <laughs> and I'll go on rants that nobody wants to hear but just like we're, there's, there's weird double standards that come up and actually what I'm noticing because a lot of it's just in media right and a lot of it is corporate bullshit and and a bunch of people just trying to save face and you know it's it's probably that it's coming from a good place but like we should be a bit more authentic right like and uh, where was I going with this cancel culture like uh, I don't know where I was going with this at all oh well I lost <laughs> it sorry guys it's all right um it'll come back I want to to, to I want to take this back a few steps here um something that was said earlier and it made me think of um I'm, I'm reading this book uh right now by uh william esper who is a you know a famous uh acting teacher he taught meisner which is the the, the work that uh myself and and cat teach um for actors esper taught meisner and meisner taught esper no 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 no, no. I, i'm saying he taught meisner he, he, he taught, taught the style. meisner technique oh i see yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and, you know, there's in, in, in the work, there's a, a large emphasis on actors using their imagination. In fact, it's, it's, it's central to, to being effective in the sort of philosophy and approach, mm -hmm. um, which differs from, from some other approaches to acting, which is really about, you know, looking at well, what are your own experiences? Go back and, and think about that trauma or think about that thing or whatever it was to, to, you know, 
bring you to this place or that place. Um, and Meister's not about denying your real life. In fact, your actual life is, is, is important, but there always has to be an element of imagination. And so I'm reading this book by Esper, and in this one chapter, he's speaking to his students, and he said, for artists, artists aren't just interested in what is. Artists are interested in what is possible. Mm -hmm. And what is possible is what brings artists to life. That's kind of the question that that to be brought into the picture. Because it's not and what I like about that is that it's not it's not a denial of of what is. Because in order for us to know what is possible, we have to be very intimate with with what reality is. But not getting too hung up on it, trying to see what what is possible, where can we create something new. Um, and I just, I don't know what that was in relationship to, but someone was saying something that that triggered something for me. I really um, like that, actually, because I think that, you know, I'm, I'm a big believer that we're all majorly creative. That's why we're here as a human beings is not just necessarily to create as artists, but just to create creation of life, right? Like we are creating our lives every single day by every single choice that we make on the on a regular basis whether we you know learn this or take a job here or move here you know this is a creation of a life of our life and so i like i like that um if we all saw ourselves as these incredible creative beings that especially right now because there's so much upheaval like it's not just that we're in covid we're in like a social revolution that hasn't been this big since the 70s in in the whole and it's so global because of the internet right there's there's stuff happening in Myanmar there's stuff happening in the United States there's stuff happening in Italy and Russia and China and here in Canada like it is so global right now and i think that so many people are feeling hopeless and that is a really great thing to say. Stop fucking feeling hopeless. I mean, feel hopeless. Absolutely. Go right into that. But also think about what is the possibility of our world? Because I know that the three of us see humans as fucking brilliant, you know, beautiful, incredible, uh, just mind boggling in every single way for me. Any person that I meet is just mind bogglingly amazing you know, whether it's what they hold or what they do or how they are or, um, and it's interesting, like I even have clients come in and for me, my work is very energetic and it's just like, I have clients leave and I'm just like, woo, clear energy. Like they don't, they don't ask more of me than, than need, than they need, you know, and they don't take anything away. Like they, it's, it's this interesting thing where I, I don't, you know, it's those people that you feel either depleted or not depleted. Right. And when you when you for, when you can't even think about them after work, it's because they took none of your energy. Like it's this beautiful thing. But yeah, like how do we like what is the possibility of what we can create from this chaos? Because we know that the best kind of shit comes after chaos. We know that it just sucks being in chaos because chaos is especially right now. It's confusing. And like, you know, our our mental emotional well-being is totally on the fritz because there's so much weird information out there and it doesn't matter which way you go you can find anything in your belief system which is even more 
infuriating for people who just want to know what's going on and you can find 10,000 truths and it doesn't make any sense because you're like we don't think that truth is dynamic we think it's just one thing there's a truth and there's a lie right and it's challenging because our world just doesn't work like that mm-hmm. you know you can be a good person and you can be a piece of shit mm-hmm. and that at exists the same time at the exact same time right like yeah. so I, I really like that you brought that up because that's a really good you know when we talk about uh oh yeah what do we call this again uh, the times that we're in or something what's this oh all episode? moments are key moments yeah all moments are key moments so this is a key moment to be thinking about what can we create? How do we want to live? How do we want to work? We are so technologically advanced that we don't need to be doing, you know, jobs that could be automatic, but that doesn't mean that we need to be obsolescent in society. We need a society that really just cares to human beings, not having to do anything for anybody else, but just doing things for what they want to do, because that's really what our right should be here on earth. Is like how fucking cool can you get? That's what I want to see. You know, is this a world yeah. where people can ask themselves, how fucking cool can I get? What kind of cool shit can I do? What kind of sh- cool shit can I explore? Like, let's be honest, that's what most of us really want to do. And we just we have to work jobs because that's how the society works. But we don't actually need to be in a society like that anymore because we're technologically advanced. So we have this opportunity right now. How that happens, I don't fucking know. And that's the depression of our lives right now is how do we shift this? How do we change this? How do we get out of it? And how do we make it so that it's better? And it's not because I don't like I'm I know that we're all exhausted. People are working twice as hard and energetically they're working like fucking overload. They're working on Mm -hmm. empty. Right. We're processing because of how we work as a a collective humanity. You guys can interrupt me at any time. But like, (laughs) you know, like we're working. We know that we're quantumly entangled with each other and that we're moving ourselves through this. It takes a lot of energy when we're quantumly entangled with seven billion people and five billion of them are really fucked up right now. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. that's a lot of energy that all of a sudden ramped up in the last year where everyone was like, ah, it's kind of shitty, but I'm okay. Right. And we're all like, yeah, it's good. And then the year hit and we're just like, holy fuck, everyone's fucked up. Half our world's cracking. The other half are going crazy. It's the same thing. I know that's how we are. And we're all holding it for each other. Yeah. We're all holding space. I mean, that's, that's, I mean, at the end of the day, that's what's going on. We're all it's, holding space. Of course. That's why half a day of work feels like three days of work right now for people. And it's just because the level of energy that you're having to come into contact with and the lack of being able to process that energy, especially if you're a parent. Oh, my God. It's insane. And especially if you're a parent and your kid's fucking depressed. I have heard that story so much. Is that children are depressed that... You know, especially early child development, you know, masks covering your face. Well, you start lip reading around eight months. Your social skills are depleted. There's massive social anxiety in children right now. It's heartbreaking. And I'm going to move back to the positive. I'm trying to keep positive here, people. <laughs> are we? <laughs> no, you know what? Fuck it. I feel like we've Called... just dove into the soup and we're... And we're the and depression we're in episode. What, what, what are you going to do? We're in the soup. I mean, that's... Kinda... Well, no, that is what it is. I mean, it's, we're, yeah. we're talking all moments are key moments. And even even yeah. being in the thick of the soup of it and, and swimming around in this is... 
is uh, is a key moment in in some in some way, shape, or form, you know. And we don't always know what it is about it, you know. Um, but I don't know. <laughs> Someone else speak. You know, like uh, you know, and you barely spoke on this one. I feel, but you've yeah, like a, you've been a quiet, quiet little guy over there in the corner. Yeah, but I was gonna say, like, going back to like, this is your your hundredth episode. Yeah, you know, like you two have committed to this. You meet weekly, and that's not changed in like over four years, going on five years, maybe over that, because you when you started actually recording. You know, you meet weekly, you, you've been processing this whole thing. I mean, honestly, your podcast will be in history because you did a podcast weekly through this whole entire freaking year. And so you're, you know, if you remember just last summer when Black Lives Matter is happening, that seems like a lifetime ago when basically the United States was on fire you know, and I, I keep thinking about that that revolution, and I, I keep thinking about all the, the revolutions that are kind of happening, ongoing. It's it's incredible, you know? It's, anyway, so you guys, you know, yeah, 100 episodes together. 100 episodes. Keep 100 to keep, episodes. Keeping well, <laughs> keeping well. 100, 100 episodes. episodes of The Way of the Artist. You know, when you rebranded, that was a big deal for you guys, because it used to be called the B&E Podcast. People always used to think it meant breaking and entering, and so you had to change it. Well, we actually, yeah, well, we actually thought breaking and entering was the whatever. That's a long story, but um, <laughs> that that whole podcast was about where artistry meets industry, and you know, mm-hmm. we kind of we did 165 episodes about that, and we were like, you know, I think we covered this subject, and this subject is not as important to us as we thought it was. You know, mm-hmm. like it was initially, it was a great. It, it started these conversations in a lot of ways. It's like, I'm an artist and I'm trying to make money and I'm trying to live and I'm trying to still create, and, you know, and for people who are interested in that stuff, go back to the B&E. We still have them up. They're still live. You know, that oh, those yeah. are great conversations for that. But this now is about, you know, the philosophy of making yourself an artist in the life that you're living. And Kat, you know, that's why I describe you as an encourager of life. Even if you're getting into the soup with us today, um, you do you inspire people to be awesome you inspire them to dream and to have hope and you know and uh evan said something before we started but he was talking about how hope and despair are two sides of the same coin you know and we're in the despair right now and that's just you know as a culture like i went through my personal despair and i'm like i don't want to be in despair but like look everybody's dealing with this shit, and sometimes you just have to accept that this is where we're at, you know, yeah. and sometimes it's not where you want to be, you know, like I, like I'm single, I'd like to be out dating, Yeah, <laughs> you know, that's not happening. I mean, what am I going to do? You know, stand six feet from people wearing a mask. I I, I don't care to do that. Make Maybe out some with, people a, are... with a shield. Yeah, exactly. You know what <laughs> I mean? Like... Can I get really dirty on this podcast? Because I, because there was this whole thing about glory holes. There's that whole joke about glory holes. Remember? Did, did you see that? <laughs> Where it's like glory holes are the people's new sex life and it's like make sure so that you're not face to face, right? Right. (laughs) And and I was just thinking, oh yeah, you get like one of those like uh, fiber fiber glasses and you just basically cut out a hole, the woman bats her butt into it and that's how you have sex now. (laughs) (laughs) This reminds me of like, you know. Social distance banging. (laughs) Oh yeah. Like the glass that separates prisoners, you know, like. 
from yeah. the people visiting them. Like to somehow put your cooch through or put your dick in. <laughs> oh man, <laughs> you're going hard. Sorry. Well, you know, it's like uh, I mean, it's it's just you know we're in a time and and we don't necessarily like the way that like we've had to exist together and and the rules and the you know and um, I think the thing is at the end of the day, I mean, my motto and I'm not saying I'm right. But my motto is, if fear is guiding your decision, it's probably the wrong decision. Oh, yeah, you know? that's great. I just think that's a really poor decision. So, like, I, I choose to wear a mask in my building, for example, out of respect, out of a, you know, I'll do, I'll do that from, from my elevator to the door to whatever. I'll do that. When I'm in my house, I'm not going to do that. Um, you know, when I'm at work, a lot of us, you know, we're a little bit, you know, we kind of, we're a little Be careful of what you say on a <laughs> well, <laughs> podcast. <laughs> look, you know what? Um, the hammer. We're in each other's bubbles, you know. Exactly. The hammer is going to come down, or it's not going to come down, or whatever. But if you're doing it out of fear, if you're doing it because you're scared, yeah, you're not making a choice. You're doing it because you're dominated. You're doing it because you're ruled. And um, I think that one of the most important things about this period all moments are key moments is that this is a moment for us to stop letting fear guide our lives. This is a moment for us to start letting, you know, choice. And, and I, uh, yeah, we might do the same action. Just, you know, maybe just don't do it out of fear because fear just leads you to despair. I love that you said that. And also I, I encourage everybody to look up your actual basic personal human rights. Your there's four human rights all over our earth and look those up. Um, it's because it, it talks about your your own personal liberty, and, and I love that because when you are you're acting from a place of fear, this is the thing: wherever you act from is what you're putting into the universe. So if you're acting out of a place of fear, you've actually been you're throwing fear into the universe, right? It's like it's like me calling somebody I don't like on their birthday because I feel guilty. I'm not putting out love to that person; I'm putting out guilt. And now they're going to have to swim in my guilt. So everybody who's who's doing things out of fear, you're putting fear on people. And now we have to swim in your fear. And that's really where we're at right now. So I really love that you said that because I agree with you. It's about it's about now talking about, you know, how do we how do we start creating from a place of love? How do I wear if if you're an anti-masker or whatever, and how do I wear a mask because of love? Or how do I not wear a mask and put out love? You know, like, if if you, you know, I, I don't want to get into all this political stuff, but like, you know, or the, the ifs and ands or what's about this. But yeah, how do I make decisions out of love? Am I, am I keeping this job that I hate because I'm afraid that the economy is going to be shit and it is shit right now? Or, am I afraid to re, you know, go back to school? No, like choose something out of love instead of fear. It is time for us to be creating the world that we actually want to be, you know, thinking about the possibilities of what we create out of this world. And especially like, especially like for the children out of this, like there's a, there's going to be a lot of trauma to heal. And I don't, I, you know, children and humans in general are resilient. I mean, everything that you've gone through, everything that I've gone through, everything that everyone's gone through and the low, low points that we've all been at, we've, I've seen everybody come out of them. I've seen, you know, everybody around. Some people don't come out of them, and that's really, really sad. And this is what I, I want to encourage people to just find hope. But, oh, yeah, this is where I was going with that is, like, the hope and despair. So knowing that when you're in despair, that flip that coin is going to be what's hopeful for you. How do you feel hope? 
And then, um, as our good friend Karen Pasqua said to me the other, like, the other day, is hope is where manifestation comes from. And so hope is where we create from. The hope for a better world, the hope for um, a deep understanding, the hope for, uh, for you know, being able to love again and date again and have this world where we're exuberant again. Um, hope is where we create from. It, whether you are, you know, a, a practicing artist or a practicing human. Mm-hmm. I'm sure you'll probably be one of either. <laughs> <laughs> Evan, quiet, quiet Evan. <laughs> what are you thinking about over there? Yeah, you're our I'm, guru. I'm thinking about a lot of things. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't know if I entirely agree with everything that's been said in this podcast, which is normally it's pretty agreeable situation, but that's totally fine. Um, you know, the whole th- subject of hope, it, like it is a funny thing because hope can destroy people as well. Mm. Um, Victor Frankl talks about that beautifully in Man's Search for Meaning, um, where hope will kill you in a situation as harsh as he was in. Mm. Um, hope prevents you sometimes from from being where you are, you know, and, and this is the thing that like, this is the trouble, though, is like because that can come across as being like, okay, well, then it's just hard facts. You know, you just live by hard facts. It's like, no, it's not It's not about that either because that's just kind of a swing in the opposite direction. But it's about, it's about being present and attentive and what happens when you do that because sometimes hope can, can prevent you from being able to make those choices, from being able to see that. It's like, okay, I can make a choice between love or I can make a choice between fear. I want to bring that back in because I was thinking about what you were saying there because I that's something I I kind of fundamentally agree with. It's it's one of it's a very simple uh it's a very simple act of mindfulness and practice that we can bring into our lives. It's not always easy to do it, you know, to to remember to to do that, to be that conscious because we're making choices all the time, large and small, ones that are, are unconscious very often. We're just kind of making decisions, you know, in regards to, to all types of things. Um, but I think that when we can claim the power that we have of making choices out of love, um, it can really help us to to find a different path and to find our way out of the hard challenging brutal things that were and not not just find a way out of it but find a way to actually just be in it you know in a way that actually brings some light to the darkness that we are in ourselves and that other people are in when we can bring that conscious decision of, of making choices out of love, we can bring that, that some light into a situation. And it doesn't, it doesn't give any kind of a guarantee of some sort of outcome, but it might do something else, something else that's really worthwhile. I don't know. That's what I'm thinking about, Brandon. <laughs> I think you know more than you say. Uh, I, and I, I, I hear that. I mean, 
I, I, I do think that the artist who's creative, the artist who's in flow, the artist who's in touch, the artist who is dialed in, tapped in, whatever the hell you want to call it, they're acting out of love. They're acting out of love. And I also think love is, people don't talk about this a lot, but love requires an extraordinary amount of faith because love requires courage. And people don't talk about that. But to love means that you are going to choose to not let fear dominate your life. Think about it. I mean, if you're going to love, you're going to put your heart and and your 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 part of you, your vulnerability, you're going to put it out there. And whether it's with a person, a thing, a ambition, a whatever, you're going to put it out there. And, you know, that's a courageous act. But at the same time, that's where all the rewards are. That's where all the amazing things exist. And I think that, you know, it, it's like you got to have you got to have a little bit of faith right now. You got to have a little bit of faith in the fact that like there's there's something worth living for. There's something worth going for. There's something worth fighting for. There's something worth moving beyond the situation for. Because if this is it and everything is shit and it's all terrible and it's never going to end, then what's the point, right? And that's depression. Depression has no faith. Depression has no love. Depression is empty and cowardice. And I hate to say that when you're depressed because I'm not calling you a coward. I was depressed. But it's the coward's choice to be depressed because it's the safest choice to just say, well, fuck it. Yeah. It's terrible now. It's going to be terrible forever. I never know if it's going to get better. I might as well just fucking suffer. And it's like, suffering's easy. Everybody can suffer. Life is suffering. Buddha said that. <laughs> you know? Fucking suffering is so easy, man. Everything's hard. The older you get, the more your body hurts. Like, all the fucking bullshit of money and spending and fucking bills and all this bullshit. You can suffer about it all. So... Are you going to suffer or are you going to have some faith? Are you going to have some love? Are you going to like do something, you know, like, like it's not about even doing anything. And I think Kat kind of pointed it out. Mm -hmm. I think a lot of love is just going, I'm hurting. That's love. That's love saying I'm hurting and being okay with hurting. And like, that's giving yourself love to be where you really are and like be there with you instead of trying to escape and trying to be, I need to be somewhere else. That's like leaving yourself hurting and being like, I have somewhere better to be than being with you hurting. And it's like, that's you hurting. So just be with you, accept it, feel it. Let's just deal with it and let's move on. Because I found in my life that when you deal with something, it has to pass. But when you avoid it, it sustains. So I, 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 I yeah, feel go ahead, like go ahead. Yeah. I was just going to say like with that, like, uh, like physiologically, that's basically like when you when you're dealing with something, when you look at it, when you acknowledge it, when you grieve it, you're actually moving it out of your body and your energy. When you avoid it, you push it back in. And this is actually where body pain comes from to me, is every single piece of pain in your body is emotional holding. And that is mm -hmm. from the get-go. And this is why, you know, as we get older, it hurts a lot more. <laughs> because especially if you're a person who's shoved everything down, Right. Like that's also why it also is so much more challenging to look at it because you think that there's going to be this an unending flow and it won't be your psyche, your energy, your higher self will never give you more than you can handle and you can handle it. 
and we do need to start moving this out. And and I I like what you said about um, like depression is both an easy choice and a and the hardest choice, right? It's easy to tap out. It, it seems like it's easier. And then all of a sudden you go through it again. The next day you tap out. And the next day and the next day. And then months go by. And all of a sudden your life is a depression. Now that is really hard to realize. So that becomes all of a sudden torture. And now your life daily, you're tapping out life which was easy, is now torture. And then we choose love. And and I think that love is an extremely challenging part because grief is love for me the grief of loss is love cascading through us and that shit hurts so much that's why we feel it in our chest and our hearts and our solar plexuses is like especially when we allow it and that's why we have that deep guttural cry or you know cry out when we're when we're moving that kind of stuff because all that vibrational stuff helps us move it out of our body out of our energy systems and so yeah, I don't know. I was just going to touch on a couple of those things. Just the way, just a shift in perspective or just a different perspective of how to see those things. But yeah, I'm I'm all about love. And, and it, I just, you know, it was, that was a really good reminder for me to remember that that is what I want is like just to love. And I'm getting really mad at people and shit that I should just be loving. And loving is one of the harder choices in those instances is to love what hurts you, love the people that you don't agree with, love deeply because like if someone's putting pain in the world, it's because they had pain inflicted on them. Mm-hmm. And we need to love that. We need to love them. We need to love them where they never got that love, which is why they acted out in the first place. And we yeah, need to I, prove I, them wrong. I read, a, lo- yeah. I read something the other day. It was uh, if someone causes you pain, don't go cause them more pain. They're already in pain. Yeah. You know, and that's the thing is like people hurt people, hurt people, you know, and that's, that's, that's an important thing to remember, you know, and I think that the challenging part about right now and the times that we're in is there's a lot of hurting people and yeah, and they might act out and hurt each other. And I think it's a time where we really, you know, you want to talk about what woke really means. Woke Mm -hmm. is not about saying, Oh, I know what's up. It's like, Woke is about taking those kind of choices. It's about loving the, the person that's hurting you, trying to understand them, trying to, get where they're coming from you know i remember one time i went to high i was in high school and i remember i walked in i was a little bit late for class and there's a kid i knew i didn't know him very well we're at best acquaintances i was walking down the hallway to get to class and he was the only other person there and i remember him saying how you doing and i broke down crying because he genuinely asked me how i was doing and he had no idea what was going on didn't know this guy from really at all. And he, he kind of just sat there with me and put his arm around my shoulder. Mm-hmm. It was just there with me. And he was like, well, like, cause I, he didn't know what I was dealing with in my home life. He didn't know what was going on. And all he, he all he did was just authentically and genuinely ask, how are you doing? Like, not just a passing, how are you doing? How are you doing? Yeah. And no one was asking me how I was doing yeah. and I was hurting. And then someone did, and I was like, boom, and this, like, the waterworks, the fucking dam broke, and and this guy that I didn't even know was just there with me. Now, who was I being? How was I doing in my life? What, what kind of actions and person was I being? I don't know, but mm-hmm. I was obviously hurting. And you know what? I would imagine that 
there's a lot of people that are out there like that putting on these covers and no one's asking them how they're doing and this person maybe cuts you off in traffic or they do this thing and you don't like it and instead of being like that ass or that person or whatever that did this terrible thing it's like try to look at it from a place of they have a struggle going on you know mm-hmm. and that's the harder choice that's just the more difficult thing to do but it's also the more um woke thing to do you know you want to talk about like being a person who's in touch who's connected it's I the mean, most human thing to do it's human. what and who yeah. we actually are it is like for me that's why you know there's all these there's these so many people who always go like i hate people and i'm just like i have never been like that i have always loved people I love them. I see the incredible beauty that people are. And that, you know, that person, he didn't know the specifics, but he was present and I'll say awake enough to see that you needed to be asked that question. And he was willing to sit there for the answer. However yeah, long that took. That's the key. That's the key. Sit there for the answer. Yeah. And, and, and that's needed. People need that sometimes. Often. You know, like, and, and I hope that we have the courage, even in times when we're afraid to be closer than six feet, to somehow get someone's attention that you see is having a rough time and just say, how you doing? Yeah, and really ask the question, you know, as yeah. opposed to this passing thing. And be willing to literally sit there and be late for your meeting to hear the answer. Yeah, I mean, that is the incredible thing about that moment. You know, there's this, there's this amazing moments that happen in your life. But we were both obviously late for class. And, yeah. Uh, and then, you know, it's not like we we're trying to miss class. We we're trying to get to class. But, you know, it's just like, and he just stopped. And, you know, it's amazing. It's just an amazing thing. It's one of those moments that, you know, I don't think I'll ever forget. You know, it's, it, it's a divine it, moment. It is a divine moment, you know. And all these moments are key moments, <laughs> yeah. so but key some moments. of them just stand out a little bit more. And I think that, you know, sometimes we're so ready to get to the next one that we forget that this might be an amazing moment. I didn't want to sit there in the hallway and cry by the lockers next to some guy I didn't know. That's not how <laughs> I planned on starting that day. I can promise you that. But that's one of the most memorable moments of my life. So, you know, Evan, all moments are key moments. Yeah. <laughs> what, what's the key moment for you? Well, I mean, I was just just to just to something that I, I've been sort of pondering as the conversation's been going on is that it seems that a lot of this conversation is about perception. Mm-hmm. Um, you know that all of these moments uh, have have a capacity to shift our perception in some way, to see something in a new way, and that this this capacity that we have uh, for love is the perceptual shift. Mm. That when we bring that into the picture, when we, when we mindfully bring that into the picture and act on it, that's where the shift in perception occurs. Suddenly we realize we can, we can get out of ourselves and our misery and our suffering and our the bullshit that we tell ourselves and the bullshit that we tell about the world, all of the bullshit, we can stop. We can just stop. You know, who was it that I was? Oh, yeah, it was like Ram Dass. I was really listening to Ram, a Ram Dass lecture. It was in his one of his books. 
and his sort of uh, his guru, the his sort of teacher, you know, at, at one point, you know, just said to him because he was stewing about something. You're just like, he's like, how long do you want to keep doing this? Like, when are you just going to stop? When are you just going to stop this? <laughs> you know, it's like because you can do it. Absolutely. That's 100 percent. You're right. But when are you going to stop? What are you waiting for? Who's going to give that to you? You know, nobody can give that to you. But a shift in perception can give that to us. And the only way we get that shift in perception is, is by giving our attention to where we're at, you know, to shifting our attention to something that we can something that we can give some light that we can that we can bring to a situation whether it's for someone else or for ourselves but arguably if we can if we can bring some light to ourselves you know we can bring that to other people but um yeah i don't know i i feel like this has been i'm like there's a lot about perception that's been i feeling like it's been sort of swirling around like this the the entire conversation that we've been having a shift in perception is a miracle Yep. In itself. It is. I, I think that the, one of the key things to walk away from this episode with, I mean, it, it's in the title. I mean, the nugget's in the title, but it's like all moments are key moments. And it's like, that's the thing is like, you're in these moments that you just want to pass and you just want to get to the next one. And you just want to get out of this moment that you're in sometimes. And if you can stop and go like, well, what if this is a key moment? What if this is an important and what valuable? What if this is my moment? And necessary. Yeah, exactly. Sorry. <laughs> I love that. I love that. You know what? Though moment. I've mentioned this on the podcast, but that that night where I was like, "This is my moment," was a profound moment for me because I realized <laughs> at that point that was actually me kind of coming out. I was coming out of that depression. I was I was on my way out, and mm-hmm. that was one of the key pinnacle moments in that journey. Was like like I was there, and I was just like, "This is my moment," and I realized that all these moments are mine. And I think that perception of having this moment to work with and that that it's great, even though it's kind of sometimes fucked up, that it's great in and what it is. And this is actually sent, this is gonna send me away with something to really think about for sure, because it's a reminder. I mean, all of these moments are so incredible, but like, just because we don't always take an incredible thing out of them doesn't mean they're not, but they all are an opportunity to do so, you know? I don't know. I mean, it's 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 a deep rabbit hole <laughs> in some ways, and I, I don't feel like we have enough time to get into it all. Yeah. But how about a beer break? Yeah, some let's, fun? <laughs> let's talk about some, some drinks. Why not? I'll go first. All right. If you don't mind. Yeah, no, I don't mind. So take I take it talk- away. I was talking about bringing this beer on earlier in the podcast, but I brought it on tonight. And this is from Parkside, the Parkside Brewery. And uh, this one's called Dreamboat. (laughs) (laughs) And it's a hazy IPA, and it's delicious. And uh, (laughs) I'm a big fan of the Parkside Brewery. I mean, I don't know. I I haven't had all their beers, but they're knocking it out of the park. And what's really fun about this can, if you look close, for those who are on video... I don't know if you guys can see this. Uh, you have to hold it in front of the camera. Oh, how's that? 
<laughs> All right. So this is a shirt with a hairy chest. Oh, I can't <laughs> a see little it. chain. Oh, that's great. <laughs> yeah, and it's called Dreamboat. So obviously, like some really handsome dude. <laughs> or like throwing it back to like a Tom Selleck era. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And it's got, the, a, like, and he's got a bunch of boats on his shirt. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, I don't know. It's just they're funny. They do a funny. Uh, they do a funny job with their cans, and and I think uh, at least this one. And um, yeah, it's a good little beer. So there you go. Nice. Nice. I'm uh, I'm drinking a uh, the Suncoast Pale Ale from Townsite Brewing. They're from uh, from Powell River, Powell River, BC, just a little north of where we are. Hmm. And uh, it's it's been all right. It's been all right. It's it's like I'm not. Uh, it's a little bit maltier than I like. It's still been been drinkable, but you know I don't know. I don't always want caramel in the uh, <laughs> sort of the aftertaste, um, unless I'm drinking like a porter or a stout. Mm-hmm. I can accept it, but um, it but it's not bad. Like it's uh, like I've it's been going down still perfectly well. Um, I might get something different in the future from them, but uh, it's it's served this conversation well. <laughs> and for myself, I'm drinking, as usual, a cider from my favorite cidery called Angry Orchard out there in, uh, I believe it's Oregon. Yep, I, th- I, I know it's Oregon. I just don't know where in Oregon. Looking around for it. Oh, wait. Oh, wait. No. Produced by, from it's Cincinnati. That's a Cincinnati, but I'm, I'm almost positive this isn't from Oregon. <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> or maybe you're drinking cider from Ohio. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Maybe I'm drinking. Anyways, Angry Orchard is uh, this. It's a sweeter one, and it's delicious. Angry it. Orchard is the is the actual drink. Yeah, or... it's Angry Orchard it's... is the cider company. Oh, okay. And it's their hard cider, and it's called Crisp Apple. Crisp Apple. Right. Yeah, and it's delicious. They have nice. like a rose apple one. They've got they've got other ones. You don't see them a lot out in here in Canada, all their varieties. But when I was in the states doing some schooling, they had a lot more, and they were pretty much all pretty good. Yeah. Nice. There you go. Well, what do you guys think? I mean, do you have any last comments? Do you want to carry this any further, or do you want to maybe just kind of tie it up with a little bow? I think it's bow time. I think it's bow time too. Yeah. All right. Cat, what do you what do you want to put a bow on? Uh, yeah, I love you know all these moments are key moments. Our perception is you know our shift in perceptions are can be miracles if they're in the right direction uh love wins and we need to start being love-minded and making our decisions out of love so that we keep and continuously be put love into this world and stepping away from maybe the fear-based world that we've been in for about a year um and yeah just be exuberant uh start start uh, creating thinking about what you want to create individually and in this world and how you want to feel I guess those are some of those key things and um, yeah ask people how they are <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah and 
and yeah, it's nice sitting here with you two dreamboats. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, this has been lovely. This has been lovely. <laughs> nice. All right, I'll go. I'll go. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I think, you know, I, I just want to, again, just sort of reflect on, it's like, all right, like 100 episodes of Way of the Artist, and, uh, you know, it's an interesting time to be to be in, in general, but to be doing a podcast and, and talking about life and, and sharing experiences and and attempting to find some some wisdom in and all of this that's that's going on and you know I couldn't have have predicted you know what would be happening or what would be going on you know when we when we first set out and I definitely don't know what's going to happen when we come back for 200 totally <laughs> you know like that's and I'm excited for that and you know this um this moment is a key moment and the moments in, that led here were key moments and, you know, having, you know, you brought up faith earlier and it's just like, just continue to have faith that all those moments are key, that this moment that you're in now, what, however it feels, it's, it's key. Mm. It's important. And you might not understand it now, but upon, you know, there's a great poem that's like, upon some distant day, maybe you'll stumble upon the answer. I can't remember who has lived the questions was sort of the, the thing, live the questions and one day maybe you will find yourself upon the answer. Um, yeah. And I also do just wanted to give a quick shout out. The title of this podcast uh, comes from, is an excerpt from, uh, from an author named Frederick Buchner. Uh, it's an incredible quote in its entirety. So I just recommend you type in all moments or key moments Frederick Buchner, um, it's a it's a wonderful thing, and and I I felt like needed to give that a little bit of of credit to to being sort of the the launching point for this conversation. So uh, check him out. Perception, hundred episodes. <laughs> That's it. I'm out. All right. Well, and and I guess I'll finish this little bow tying adventure. Cat, I'm so glad you came on. Thanks for being here. It's awesome having you. And I feel like this conversation was really necessary. And it's one of those conversations that, you know, it's, it's one of those things that sometimes I don't want to go towards, but then after I do, I'm like, yeah, it was good. I'm glad we did. Um, so I appreciate, I appreciate the avenue that we walked down. And um, I feel like one of the things that I always want to kind of do with this podcast is I, I want to help each of us and everyone who's on it to kind of just walk away and be better. But also for our listeners, I just, I just, you know, if someone's out there and this is a conversation you need to hear, and maybe it isn't for everybody, but if it is, then I, I'm that that's the win, you know, that's the win for me. Um, and I, I would say that the key takeaway, the thing that I'm kind of going to walk away with is, you know, I think that, and, and maybe I did bring up this point, but the conversation led me there. Make choices out of love. Don't make choices out of fear. Hands down, choice out of fear. It's always the wrong choice. This is always the wrong choice. 
you know, it's like, even if you're, even if you're encountering real danger, you don't need to make the choice out of fear. You don't need to get hysterical. You don't need to get crazy. You, you know, you're not going to be acting your best out of fear. You know, I, I think that the most important thing to do is to take a moment, breathe, think about your values, think about the things that matter. Think about, you know, where you're going, who you want to be, whatever that is. And then, and then make your choice. And that can be instantaneous, but make your choice from there. Thanks for listening to the show. If you got something out of this, if you feel it improved your life or your journey in any way, please take a moment to subscribe, leave a review, or share the episode. You can also support us on Patreon, where we have tons of great bonuses. You are the ones that make the show possible and help us to thrive. Thank you for joining us.